Summer Series. Summer Series. Summer Series. This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. And with me, as always, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to talk about this week. We're probably going to just talk about the Summer Series. Team Associated Reedy Summer Series. It took place this weekend at the yeah. Hobbytown Hobbyplex round one. Uh, start basically of a new summer of a uh, 10th scale for us. As always, this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find pivotlending.com and mention our show. And you get 0.125 off your interest rate or $500 lender credit, whichever one you get to choose. I'd probably go with the 1.125, honestly. Yeah, I would hope so. Seems like the better deal in the long term. Oh, hey, what do I know? Yeah. I'm in toy cars and machining. I'm not I, a finance guy. I think I'm pretty sure we took the lender credit because it took care of our two things that were going to cost us out of pocket. Really? Yeah, like the home inspection <laughs> and something else, I think, or something like that. I can't remember. Dude, um, Hold on, I'm going to drink this right now because it's still cold. So if I wait, it's going to be warm. So hang on. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Get that out of the way. Yeah, what else was there going on this weekend? I guess the uh, the Nats warm up. I watched my camper. Oh, you did? With my shirt off and I got I know, I saw that. That is sunburned. No, you, you had your shirt, shirt off. off. I I come around the corner yesterday when I visited you, and you 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 were shirtless, and I was like, "Huh, a little shirtless." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you watched Cobra Kai, didn't you? This season where they yeah, had the the car wash, and and the guys wanted the cheerleaders to to wash their car, and they ended up getting the two uh, the two or three dudes. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that was me. That was you. <laughs> did you uh, did you look at anything for the the Nats warm up? Uh, just that Tebow was there. I didn't look at any of the results or anything. Um, what comes with a new wave? Yeah, I you, those guys went out there to you know to run, obviously, and just get a feel for the track and test and everything. Aside from aside from the actual racing and the results and everything like that, though, but it will be nice to actually have that race this year. What race? Oh, the, the Nats. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like back to normal. Yeah, I thought you meant like us. I was like, what? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Just um, yeah, but it'll be fun to uh to have that going again. I mean, we're, we got ourselves Dirt Nitro Challenge, Silver State, Roar Nats, and then you include the other ones like the Alabama Shootout, Southern Shootout, Wicked Weekend. Gives us something to to watch for a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the results. It's a lot of times these warm up races, the results don't mean a whole lot. It seems like. No, I don't think so. I, just, I don't think the warm-up results ever matter. I just think it's valuable track time for those that are there, though. Yeah. How often do they have a warm-up race and the guy that won the warm-up race won the, the race? That's a good question. I don't think it's very often. Nope. Yeah, I don't... I don't I, think it matters. I don't, I don't think it's very often at all. Yeah, I don't think it matters a whole lot, personally. But if you enjoy driving your RC car at new tracks and you enjoy that track a lot and you want to drive on it twice, you know. Yeah, I think that I so, think that, so we're in the that LCRC track's pretty popular too. I mean, it's a big oh, yeah. 
big eight scale track. And this, I think this will be the third or fourth Ronats there. I mean, to be honest with you, there's only a few tracks that are willing to hold races like that anymore. So. Wasn't that something that was talked about a long time ago? They they wanted to have the only have the races as a certain number of tracks or something. Yeah, when I was competition director, there was talk about about possibly trying to find somewhere to have maybe like an extended contract. Yeah, to where you know you would have it at a certain place. But I I I don't know if I'd be with that. I I feel like the Nat should move around. It should, but I mean in reality on the national scale, there really is only a handful of tracks that are willing to have that scrutiny on them. Cause it really is. That's really the biggest part of it for me. I mean, we could hold the Nats, any of the Nats, except for the nitro one, just cause our track is not big enough. We're, yeah. we're a big indoor track, but it's, it's not big enough for that style of event, you know? Oh, definitely. But it is the most scrutiny you'll ever get. So you know, in, in 2016, when we held the, the 10 scale Nats, I mean, there's so much pressure to have the place nice and the track nice to have internet all weekend, which we don't really have problems with internet. And of course that weekend, our internet went out for like two hours. I think that's the hardest part about, about being a, being a track and holding a roar event because roar is responsible for almost everything other than the track. More power to those 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 places that do want to hold them, you know, because we need them. Got to have a nationals summer series. Well, let's talk mm-hmm. summer series because we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. We've got uh, quite a bit to cover. So we had 181 entries this weekend, which is pretty much par for the course anymore, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's standard. I feel like. On the low side, you know, we've, I think last year, our final race, we only had 142. But that, that kind of happens at the finals because you get those guys that are like, well, I'm out of it anyways. I'm not going to go. Yeah. Even though you can win stuff. I have yet to ever win a kit. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, okay. I'm just saying. For all you guys that have won a bunch of kits and chargers and all kinds of stuff, I ain't ever win nothing. Dude, Chris Morant won uh, two vehicles in a row, one last year, one this year. Really? From the Winter Series, yeah. Can you keep him? Uh, well, he, he, he drives for a hot body, so no, he did not. Did he redraw? No. I mean, yeah. if, if you pay your entry fees, I don't, I don't care what you do with it. Right. No, I, hey, I was just asking. No, no, you know. Uh, no, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't, hey, I don't care. Now, if it's, look, now look if it's like... Look at me over here not caring. It's like, uh, I mean, was it, was it Mac Vanderbeek that won one, one here? It was like, no, 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 no. He's like, redraw. That, that makes more sense to me. If I win a kid, I'd give it away. Probably. There was that one year that Emerson won a 22 at the showdown. And people were yeah. like, are you going to redraw? I'm like, hell no. He picked, he, he, my son drew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I never win anything. Man, we had an E main and thirteen five four wheel drive. That's the biggest class of the of the weekend. I think it was close to forty buggies. That main was kind of crazy. We'll get to it here. But uh, I mean, what was your overall impression? I I, I kind of know what I felt. You know, I'd like to talk about it a little bit just just to kind of clear the air. I wish I did not sauce my tires too soon because they were greasy for like three minutes of the eight minute main. And I floated it back to 10th 
and I drove back up to sixth. And I feel like I should have done better, but oh well. Yeah. It's a respectable finish, though. I mean, there was three heats of mod. Oh, yeah. Right. No. And there was two heats of heavy hitters in modified. Yeah. It was, I mean, the, B main, the B main was pretty stacked. Yeah, I think I think your uh, your qualifier that got you in the main, you were just really consistent, solid lap times. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty ones, yeah, whatnot. <clears throat> and I was watching your time because I know what I qualified with, and I was like, man, I could be like third qualifier right now in mod. If I would have ran regular mod and ran the same race, I would have been sixth qualifier. Yeah, I still would have been up there. Yeah, I rolled out fourth. Yeah. No pressure though for me. That's the nice thing about yeah, forty no plus problem. forty plus mod. Unless I put yeah, it on I wish myself. I could run forty plus. Yeah, you only got a couple of years. I have eight years. I know that's what I meant by a couple. Mm. <laughs> someday. Someday, then they're gonna change. You'll probably you'll probably like change it to fifty plus. Yeah, I'll so change the eight. Me. I was thinking, you know how uh, you know how OCRC called it uh, mature. Yeah. What about legacy mod? We we need to have a married mod buggy. So yeah, like, that's a good idea. If you're married and yeah, if you're married and you don't have time to work on your stuff, you can race married mod buggy. Yeah, <laughs> we could have we could have multiple classes. We could have married, fat. Uh, not that yeah. it matters in our C cars very much, but nah, I wouldn't do that. We, we just the married part's good enough. Because chances are, if say? you are married, you're fat anyways. So <laughs> you get that you get that uh, that weight that. Um, uh, relationship weight. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be in that? Obviously, Mac, you, me. Like, all them kids that like, are at the track all week. Yeah. Can't race it. Can't race it. <laughs> Basically, who would it exclude? It would exclude Alex, Mason, Tom, Riley, Mason, or uh, Mitchell. Yeah. Caden. Yeah, they'd all just have Nate. They just have their own. Leave us alone. I was thinking about that while I was washing my camper. You were having shower thoughts. Yeah. I was kind of taking a shower. Kind of. I can see you with the hose just being like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I felt from this weekend. And I wanted to bring it up because I just, I it was weird to me. Like, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, Why? to try to make these things go smoothly. I don't want any conflict. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's a race. So there's going to be different camps, you know, racing and all that, but not like, not to the extent where, you know, arguments can ensue and stuff like that. We haven't really had that for a very, very, very long time. No. And, uh, so I did feel kind of weird this weekend because like uh, there was a there was a joke that was made by one of our guys that, you know, an out of town camp kind of didn't they don't it didn't sit well with them. Right. Misinterpreted, I guess. Like they took it personally when they, you know, when it was supposed to be just a joke. And I've been there. I've I've I made a joke uh, the other that the protect race that I probably shouldn't have. And then I felt bad about that, you know. What joke was that? Uh, did, I was uh, it was a joke I made about Gangler in like the first brace of the day because he wasn't there. So I I actually screwed up and started the mains a half hour early, 
based on the flyer. Oh, so the flyer said nine thirty. So he was expecting the races to start at nine thirty, not at nine o'clock. Oh, so then I felt bad for two reasons because I made a joke that wasn't funny and I started the races early. Yeah, but I mean, in this case, on Saturday, it was I think it was something thrown out that was meant to be a joke, and the driver that was up there driving it heard it and didn't think it was funny. Basically, you know, and I think it was just a the, the misunderstanding of of style and delivery. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about, and. You gotta know your audience. Yeah, that's all I'll say. There you go. That's that's uh, that's yeah, exactly. But then I also felt like this was probably one of the more intense starts to the year we've had. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, I mean, did you feel that at all? It, I could feel it. I could it was feel it, it was everywhere. like one of the smaller rounds of the summer series, you know, like compared to last year. I mean, not smaller. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. as big. But it was definitely like the most intense, I, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at Mod like Serial. Everybody was taking it seriously. Yeah. Like, way, I, like really seriously. Really seriously. Yeah. Not everybody, but I mean, enough. That I, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like next, next round, June 11th or 12th, whenever our next one is, I'm just going to have a driver's meeting and just kind of try to get everybody to listen and be like, hey, man, you know, let's kind of put ourselves in a in a better spot to start this race and try to stay there i guess i mean even i got pissed i mean nick pavel had a had a bag of rocks holding up his tripod and with one minute left to go in my main with mac right behind me and i'm you know you know how you get in the zone it's it's a cliche it's cliche but it's true it if you're i was super focused on on just keeping the lead and not leaving an opening for mac I remember thinking, all right, he's going to have to try to pass me because I'm not going to screw up. And then yeah. I hear this loud bang literally right next to me and it breaks my concentration and I literally wreck right afterwards. Well, and it's a little different for you because you're, you're there managing the event, right? So when something like that happens, it's like, all right, what is going on in the building? Right. Did somebody just kick a door in? Yeah, you know? I like, was, I would, and I was, it really bothered me. I lost concentration. I wrecked. And then I looked over and I'm like, what was, what was going on? And then I got back to my car and I basically at that point was just like telling myself, just finish the race and then you'll figure it out. And then to find out that that's all it was, it was so unexpected that it was startling. I, and you're right. I, I didn't know exactly what it was at first. Well, when I heard it, cause I heard it from the, from the booth cause I was running the race. Yeah. And, uh, I, I thought that, somebody ran into one of those pillars with mm. their car. And I was like looking for a, like a destroyed car. Yeah. And I couldn't find one. I was like, oh, that was weird. Somebody drove away from that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not trying to make an excuse to say that that's why I lost because it's because of that. I'm just saying that it was definitely a factor. You can't, yeah. you can't expect somebody to, to remain concentrated on what they're doing. And it's different for every person. I mean, obviously, it didn't affect Mac at all. Granted, though, he well, was. He said he, he he heard it, but he was on the other side yeah, of the driver's seat. He was down there more. I mean, this was probably you know six feet away from me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was loud. If you watch the video I posted, you can hear it because Caden was taking the video for me. 
And he was he, on that end of the driver's stand. You can clearly hear it and then see me just crash right afterwards. It's like, have you ever seen that curious case of Benjamin Button movie where like that what his like wife or his girlfriend or whatever gets hit by a car and they go over all of the things that had to happen for her to get hit by a car at that exact moment in that exact way, like her shoelace breaks and whatever, like one of these things didn't happen. So it's like, I, like after you, you, that happened, like I started thinking about it and it's like, man, everything that had to happen for that person to use a bag of rocks to hold their camera up <laughs> somehow, like how is a bag of rocks holding the camera up one and two, why was that an option? <laughs> It's like, you know, it's like three days before, like, oh man, Amazon didn't ship my camera mount. And there's like, you know, like go to the Amazon fulfillment center and some guy like tripped and dropped it and it didn't make it on the truck. And, <laughs> and like all these things led up to a bag of rocks somehow holding a camera up somehow. Like, I don't know how that worked. Like, did he have like a pulley from the ceiling? And like it was like one of those sandbags that hold a hold the lights up in a, oh, a right? stage production. Yeah, and it went, boom! <laughs> the bag came down. <sighs> I don't know. But uh, back yeah, to my I don't know. back to my original point, though. I mean, even I got kind of hot. I mean, I gave I gave Nick kind of a bad look. Uh, honestly, no, it's fine. You know. Oh yeah, we'll use his name. It was Nick Pavel. Yeah, I didn't I didn't throw my <laughs> I didn't throw my stuff around or anything like that, and I didn't. I just went back. I went back in the booth and just went back to announcing and everything. And I mean, uh, in the long term, I TQ'd, so I still get the same points that Mac did to start the year off. So it's not going to hurt yeah, that bad, you know, on the long run. But still, I mean, um, I just don't want us to go backwards. I guess. Yeah, I, backwards I, is not good. I feel like I feel like one of the reasons why we've had such successful turnouts and races the last you know, now going on four, four years or so is because we've had an atmosphere that, that is primarily focused on fun and laughs and, you know, the rivalry. That's what I was trying to say. The rivalries are, 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 um, good, not bad. Like they're not like, you know, I hate that guy. It's more like that guy's my buddy. I can't wait to beat him, you know? Yeah, like us. Yeah, or like uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not everything. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. The weekend was mostly positive, but like uh, like Jeremy Fellows and Jackson Anderson. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it mm-hmm. was it was fun seeing them banter back and forth, and and I mean, they were they had a good race, and they were they were chill afterwards and happy, and that's the way that I'd I'd like to see it. Yeah, let's keep it that way. All right, you know what's good for you. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I've always said I, as, as, a, as, a, as a race director, you know, we've had to make the decision in one way or another in the past to basically either push somebody out or just tell them not to come back, you know? Really? Yeah. There's been one or two. Oh, yeah. There's been one or two where I'm just like, you know, we can't have that attitude here. I'd rather have you not come. And then it's, yeah. and then it's more healthy for everybody. Yeah, it only takes like one or two. Just, okay. So l- look at like the flex spec people, which I would argue is the most important class of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Those guys, they see a near fist fight break out and they're new or people yelling at each other or whatever. 
they see that and they're like, oh, this isn't the environment I want my kid to be in, or this isn't, this isn't a good time. Like, why would I, why, why am I wasting my time here with a bunch of angry, spoiled babies that are crying about everything? You know? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Right. And we've been, we've been very blessed to not have something like that. And I, and I've, always, right. I've always attributed our good turnouts the last couple of years to the fact that, that even me personally, I've tried to have a, a much better attitude about stuff than in the past, you know, dropping all my sponsorships was part of it. And I, and I thought about it too, when I, when I, when I decided to, uh, to, to take on new ones, you know, I was like, well, I'm mm-hmm. not going to let this ruin the attitude that I've tried to portray you know, or, or tr- not portrayed like it's fake, but like the attitude that I've tried to have, I'm not going to let this ruin that, you know? Yeah. And there were good sportsmanship moments. I mean, there was, there was a lot of givebacks that I saw when, and there was some that I, that I missed that I didn't see, you know? I mean, it's RC car racing. One of those things. Yeah. You own one. <laughs> exactly you think about it you stew about it for years too like years yeah it might be five years from now i'm gonna take out the one or uh give give you back the one that uh i owe you yeah you know? exactly the winner is well with that being said plexbeck a main was pretty good uh, i was kind of kind of disappointed we only had eight plexbeckers I, yeah, it is a little disappointing. I thought we were going to have two heats, but maybe next time. Because again, the May race is always weird because there's there's always something going on. It seems like on any one of these weekends, right? But I mean, it was still pretty good. Um, you know, Dalton Conrad uh, drove really well. He uh, he drove his Rustler first, and then he decided to switch to his four wheeler. And uh, I think his TQ was actually with his his uh, Rustler. Really? <laughs> yeah. Lexi Bolin was second. She qualified second, finished second. And then Josh Benson, who qualified fifth, ended up finishing third. So he got a really good finish, got the podium picture. Grayson Steeby qualified third, finished fourth. So he's right there in the hunt. Dylan Haas uh, qualified fourth, finished fifth. Now here's the cool thing. Dalton kicked everybody's butt. He got 12 laps. Lexi got 11 laps, but Josh Grayson and Dylan all had 10 laps in five minutes. Hmm. And that's pretty good. I mean, honestly for Plexbeck, anything 10 laps or higher is pretty darn good. Um, Isabella, uh, with her super bandit, she got nine laps with that thing and she had a new body on it. So that's pretty cool. And then Alex Eichler got eight at five flat. So that's a good time. And even Sydney Johnson, she got that B three, seven laps, five twenty nine, and everybody finished the main. That's another that's important. Good. That's a very important thing too. Hey, you got to finish. All eight of them finished. That's great. So Dalton gets 101, 101 points to start off the year in Plexpec. Nice. Uh, then the next race, you know how we like to do it. I had to move a couple races around just because we had so many guys running back to back. But we ran stadium truck. I think there was two heats of stadium truck. This one was a barn burner. I'm pretty sure your TQ broke. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, his battery died. That's right. Oh. That's right. So Dylan, Dayton Moser had this one in the bag. And his battery yeah, his like, battery died at like the six-minute mark. Yeah. 
So just terrible luck, really. I mean, and you know, sometimes you don't know that you've got a either, maybe it was a bad battery or maybe just a mischarge, but sometimes if it's a bad router and we run these long mains, a lot of times you don't know you have a bad battery until the main, until, until an eight minute main, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Or like you, your one cell didn't balance enough or yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of contributing factors to that. Um, but Philip Hoke qualified fourth and finished first. He was hanging around back there with his silver Losi truck and, uh, and snuck it in there once Dayton had a problem. Uh, Tyler Fleming was up there battling, um, the whole time for second place ended up, uh, when Dayton went out, ended up second. Uh, Brian Burnt, same thing. He was up there battling the whole time. Finished one second behind Tyler in third. And then TJ Williams had a good finish. Qualified fifth, finished fourth. Then it was Justin Steeby, John Bairdine, Phil Palmer, Brady Papanow, Nick Sneathan, and then Dayton down there with that 10. So the good news is for Dayton, well, there really is no good news. <laughs> but instead of getting a 90 yeah. or whatever it is, he gets a 91. He picks it, you know, because he got the TQ. So he gets another point back. But that's about the end of the good news for, for that. But, the, you know, the other good news is you get one drop. So chances are... That's how I'm looking at this round for me is a drop. Yeah. Ch- chances are some of the other trucks will probably not finish at some point this year too, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, four-wheel drive mod. This one was uh, kind of surprise, I guess. Yeah. I mean... Alex was the benefactor of an early bobble by Tom. And then Tom had his hands full the rest of the way. And so Alex was basically able to just kind of get on cruise control at like the four minute mark, Mm -hmm. you know? So Vanderbeek gets the win. And then we got to talk about this because this is, this was crazy. This is the best video of the weekend. Nate Sutherland. He's moved up from stock last year. He was, I think he won at least one of the stock classes. He was up there battling with Tom Rennernack the whole way. I mean, he was giving Tom, he was leading Tom for most of it and just giving Tom the business. I mean, he was just on the gas, putting fast laps down, just like he was matching Alex and Tom for fast lap. They swapped back and forth a few times there for second. Nate had the lead on the last lap. Tom kind of rattled his cage because he, he, he jumped he didn't jump the pipe, but he jumped close to the edge. He turned that, he turned the Achu double basically into a triple and landed on mm-hmm. the start of the downside. And somehow, if you watch the video, it's crazy. His car landed right where it should to go down that yeah. hill. I mean, it's nuts. Then, but he was beside Nate. He didn't pass him there. He was beside him. Then they made the turn over mm-hmm. the triple and Tom literally jumped over the top of Nate Nate. And yeah. I don't think he touched him. Watch if you watch the video. I don't even think his car touched it, touched uh, Nate's yeah. at all. Landed no, in, it didn't. Landed in front of him, and then Nate whiskey throttled it up to try to jump up to the top at the corner, and mm-hmm. bounced off the pipe. And Tom turned and finished the race in second place. That was crazy. And the the crazy thing is, is like the whole place was cheering, and ooing and on and everything like that. And I know Nate. Southern looked like he was devastated, but honestly, he shouldn't be at all. I mean, a finish like that, like if that was Mac and I, or, you know, Leatherman or I, or somebody like, or Kyle finishing like that. And I was Mm -hmm. nowadays at my age, I guess 
and I was this and I was the loser in that scenario, I would have thought that was freaking cool. I mean, last week at the start of the main, Mac jumped over my car. And I and I and I was laughing. I was up on the stand going, dude, that, and then his car wrecked. And I was like, oh, dang it. Cause I thought it was that was the coolest thing ever. You yeah. Know? And and I thought this was cool too. And at, if he would have passed Nate Sutherland on the corner that he I wouldn't say he cut the track in any way, but he did he came really close, right? But if he well, would have even like hesitated yeah, after that. If happened, he would have passed like him there. Waited. If he would have passed him there, that would have been a big no-no. But he didn't pass him there. He passed him over the triple. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was impressive. I mean, that was a really good time. So I don't think Nate should feel bad about that at all. I mean, he qualified fifth, finished third. I think he showed he's got the speed. So he's going to be in contention this year for sure. Um, yeah. There's definitely nothing to, to be, you know, butthurt about in any way. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset with that. Yeah. And then behind him... You had Ethan Delaire from the bump spot moving up to fourth. Ethan just struggle bust all day in four wheel drive mm-hmm. and salvaged a fourth place out of it. And then Vanderbeek, who had a really good start. So if you watch the video, I think he was in third on the first lap, third or fourth. And he ended up finishing fifth. So he qualified. He barely made the A, qualified fifth. Mm-hmm. Aiden Olson was the one that I, that I was kind of just as a, as a fan, I guess, you know, he dropped from second to sixth. So that's kind of, a yeah. bummer. that was kind of a bummer because he had the speed mm-hmm. too. I mean, he qualified really well and, and, you know, had those hot laps in there. And then, uh, Drew Rubin King, same thing. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him later because he had a really good run in two wheel, um, finished in seventh Bradley Peterson, who also is moving up to mod. He's not racing stock at all. Um, finished eighth Mitchell Pavel. He qualified fourth. His race ended at six minutes, so something happened. I can't remember what it was. And then Derek Wood, who's, who's nursing a broken collarbone, finished 10th. And uh, yeah, he kind of pulled over and waited a few times to let these guys go. So I can kind of see that. I think Derek actually had a pretty good start. Maybe that was Owen. Eh, eh, purple, it's Owen. So anyways, so four-wheel drive. I mean, you know, I got the video up. I think Rod Case also got the video up. It was a heck of a finish. Then we get into 40 plus mod. Mac Vanderbeek taking the win. He got there late on, on Saturday. Didn't really have time to break in a new set of tires that good. So he's basically using qualifying to break in tires. So his first round, we'll just not talk about. Um, second round, got him up to second qualifier. Honestly, the first corner, he bounced off the pipe. And I remember thinking, oh, okay. But then it's, yeah. a, it's an eight minute race. That's the thing about eight minute races is if you make a mistake early, you've got the time to, to recover and, uh, gosh, darn it. My car was really good. Like really good. I felt like I was driving really well and I was driving good. Mac did reel me in. I, I think my tires might've could, could have maybe been a little bit not as blown out and I could maybe could have gone a little faster, but like we talked about earlier, then a minute, minute, minute left to go in the race. And that, that loud bang happened on the driver's stand and just kind of mind screwed me again. I keep finding new and weird ways to lose 40 plus mains. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but uh, the good news for me, like I said, is I got a TQ. So I finished second. I still get a hundred points. Matt gets a hundred points. Mm-hmm. We basically were a wash for the weekend. So 
next round we'll have we'll probably have Kyle there. Brian Burnt. Maybe we'll get Sturgill to come from Colorado. Maybe uh maybe we'll have Ken and Tony Peters Leatherman up here. I know Janjakovic was talking about coming up here so the 40 plus class could be straight fire. Straight fire. Um Brian Burnt got himself a podium, finished third. Uh David Peevler uh finished fourth. Uh, Ashton McCormick was fifth. Rod Case was sixth. Grady Ashton was seventh. Kurt Benson was ninth. And Josh McMullen was tenth. Um, or no. Yeah. Tenth. No, ninth. Phil Palmer was tenth. Sorry. I was looking at the car numbers, not the uh, finishing order. So, yep. I just uh, got to keep on top of my car. And again, the tire game kills me. I just, I got to be able to keep up better. Tires, tires, tires. Tires, tires, tires. Uh, then we had independent. So normally we run independent last, but because some of the guys are running mod in stock now, I kind of, I shuffled it around. So we ran independent earlier. Uh, Tyler Fleming got the TQ and a win. I don't think he ever looked back. I think he, he led this from start to finish. Let me look. Oh yeah. He led wire to wire. Then Justin Stevie went from sixth to second. Ooh. So very good finish for Justin. Um, Brady Papenow from fifth, to third. Uh, Joe Schnoes finished fourth. Uh, Matt Mosier was fifth. Bender, how about Bender making the main? Straight yeah. up, straight up too. He didn't need to bump. He qualified eighth. So Daniel made the decision. Nah, I'm not going to do plex spec this year. We're going to we're going to move up. So great job, uh, Nick Sneathan, who hasn't raced in a while, um, at least a month or so. Uh, finished seventh. Phil Palmer was eighth. T.J. Williams was kind of the one that that I I was surprised by this. He qualified fourth, ended up finishing ninth. I feel like sometimes TJ just needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah. I think. Uh, oh, yeah, that's definitely true. And then Jake Poteet was uh, was 10th. Kind of the group I thought would be in the main, to be honest with you. Yeah, Jake didn't get to run the first qualifier either. Yeah, that's right. He was gone. So. Did what he needed to do there. Um, OK, and then mod two wheel drive. So this one was. The usual suspects, if you take Mason Fuller out of the equation, Drew Rubin, to me, Drew Rubin King's the one that fills that spot to where you have the, the three usual suspects in some sort of order on the podium. Am I right about that right now? Sure. So uh, Tom Rennerneck led wire to wire. Um, Alex Vanderbeek was second, wire to wire. And Drew Rubin King was third, wire to wire. Um, the big mover was Riley Filbert um, from the bump spot um, up to fourth. Uh, Nate Sutherland qualified fifth, and he was ripping off some hot laps. And I think he and Riley were going back and forth quite a bit um, for that spot. Finished fifth. Then there was you in sixth. Again, I think you were dead last on the first lap, weren't you? Sure did. So came back to yeah. uh, get a few spots. And then Delaire was seventh. Aiden Olson was eighth. Owen Vanderbeek was ninth. And Derek Wood, uh, the other bumper, was uh, was tenth. And you said you uh, sauced too much? Or sauced too early? I think I, did. I think I did. My tires didn't have hardly any grip. They were like slimy for the first like three minutes of that race. But I, I think that I gooped them too early. Because my tires went away in the the end of the second qualifier, and I was like, okay, well, they probably didn't have enough goop in them. Tracks probably sucking the sauce out of them. So I said, well, I'll just 
do two coats and uh, let it sit. It'll either be really good or really bad. And yeah, fortunately, it was really bad. Yeah, I I've been trying to sauce in the qualifiers like three races before mine, and then in the main I did two races. Mm-hmm. I figured fifteen minutes was was long enough, and I haven't even been saucing my fronts. Yeah, my tires at the end of my main they were way spongy, soft. Yeah, mine were too. They said too much, too much in them. I think. So yeah, so I mean, lesson learned. I broke in two sets of tires. I don't know why I didn't put the other set on, because they would have been just as good, and they would have probably been a little, little less spongy, a little easier to work on. Yeah, or easier to drive. I guess I should say. Oh, I think so. Then we had thirteen five. This was probably the ugliest race we've had in a long, long, long time. Was it? I you watch the video. So Tyler Patnod, uh, one of the guys that came from Illinois, TQ'd, he and Easton McCormick very early on were bumping wheels, which is fine. That's, you know, that's RC car racing. They, they didn't take each other out. They just bumped wheels a few times. And, uh, and then Tyler looked like he was going to drive away from everybody. But then he like over jumped the at you double. Yeah. And, and flipped over, needed a marshal, and lost like five spots. And yeah. from that point on, this race took a whole new direction. And I'm not going to point fingers or blame anybody for anything, but there's, there is something to be said about patience. And I know that yeah. this comes from an old school way of racing, okay? Because I know that some of our, some of our younger guys that are coming up sometimes don't don't think that they have to be patient at all. Like not one bit, even if they're behind on the clock. Oh yeah. No, that was definitely true in my second qualifier as as an old school racer that, that was pounded into my head by Dennis Johnson all the time to be a little bit more patient, let the race almost kind of come to you in a way, you know, there's Mm -hmm. something to be said for that. And I didn't see a whole lot of it in this race from about third on back. And for a little while there, I mean, I didn't even, uh, I couldn't believe anybody actually led a lap. (laughs) It was like, there was one, there was one lap where there was like multiple changes, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of crashing, uh, towards, towards the, the middle of this one on, uh, especially back there. But the three guys that got out ahead, they also were crashing a lot, but they were crashing ahead of everybody else. So you kind of had to, you had to hand it to them because in the end, Jackson Anderson from the sixth qualifying spot took the win. Chance Rolk was uh, second and Easton McCormick was third. So Jackson from the sixth spot up to the win. A great job. There was a couple laps there where each one of these guys crashed in a row. <laughs> And poor yeah. Easton, I don't know what his car was doing, but he could not do the Atcha double to save his life. I, it looked like his car was underpowered or something. Yeah, but. if he I, if he wouldn't have crashed there the multiple times that he did, I, he probably could have won the race. Um, but yeah. it just didn't work out. Battery's that way. just trying to like downside it perfectly or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's been my my Achilles heel with that section is when you hit it right and you downside it, man, you're just 
you can go down that little hill towards the corner of the triple and, and be so fast. And if you overshoot it, you kind of have to, you know, work your way back down there or whatever. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what he's trying to do. Um, Caden Bairding just barely beat uh, Tyler Patton out for fourth place. They finished four tenths of a second apart. I think Caden really went for it on the last corner. Tyler just kind of found him after that wreck. He just kind of found himself surrounded by everybody. And uh, just kind of could not get out of that group. Um, yeah, it's hard to come back from things like that. Yeah. Ashton McCormick finished sixth. Dustin Hosick was seventh. Chad Ribbon King was eighth. Brent Riley was ninth. And Jonathan Kinzer was tenth. Boy, <laughs> if you get on Live RC sometime and you pick this race out, look at the look at the little map they give you, the position map. <laughs> yeah. It's just like do 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 all over the place. It looks like a looks like like um like a game of pong, right? Yeah, the paddles and the little things are it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven lead changes in this one. <laughs> How many laps did they run? They ran uh twenty one. So like every other lap, every other lap, there's a lead change. Yeah, <laughs> that is insane. It's like NASCAR Talladega racing. Try to try to time it right at the the Man. end. You know, though, I I remember last year there was a couple races because I ran my my TLR buggy in thirteen five a couple times. And there was a couple mm-hmm. thirteen five races where. I was TQ, right? And I'd come around that staircase and turn and go over that the 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 option line right mm-hmm. come back up the hill and i remember nobody being near me and i'm just up there going whoa what just happened and there's just carnage behind me yeah so i don't maybe i don't know what it is about this class i think i think it's because everybody's so close that sometimes that can happen you get like four cars going over the same jump at the same time they're all going to go whatever direction they feel mm-hmm. like that's all I have to say about that. I just, I, I think, especially in an eight minute main, I think sometimes you have to know when to throttle down just enough to let the mistakes not be yours, I guess. Right. And not, not to panic, I guess, too. Because mm-hmm. if you start driving... Or not pan- to try to run into the car in front of you. Yeah, I just feel like if you, if you start to drive a little panicky, then that's, it just makes it worse. Yeah. And then we had mini Truggy. So, uh, my son really, really likes mini Truggy. And now he wants me to get another one so I can race with him. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Another one. Yeah. Make up your mind. Do you want a nitro truck or do you want another mini Truggy? But I was really proud of my son. He got a TQ and win. He led wire to wire. Nice. Our truck works really good. And he drove it smart because he can drive kind of stupid sometimes. And I'm just like, whatever you do, don't break it. Yeah, just don't break it. Matt Robinson from the bump spot, 10th to finish second. Matt had one of the roughest days in, in racing that I've seen a person have. I think he broke every single car except his mini truggy. Uh, really? Yeah. Philip Hoke uh, finished third. Patrick Mitrovic finished fourth. Poteet, again, who missed the first round of qualifying, uh, finished sixth. Bryson Pavel was eighth. I'm sorry, sixth. Jake Poteet was fifth. 
Bryson was sixth. Ronnie Grant was seventh. Chad Irwin was eighth. John Haas finished ninth. And Dylan Hartshorn was tenth. And Emerson's truck shut down on the last lap. Really? Yeah. And when he picked it up, his speaking controller was super hot and the fan wasn't working. So I'm, I'm thinking, I'm hoping, I don't think it was a battery. I think it was the fan. I think it overheated. Yeah. So I'm going to get, it. yeah. So I'm going to get a new uh, fan and tomorrow and see if it, uh, just to make sure that that's what it was. Cause he made the eight minute main at the pro tech race easily. So mm-hmm. shouldn't be a problem. And then finally we had expert stock buggy. And, uh, this was a great race. I didn't see anything crazy in this one. Um, as far as driving goes. So these guys really did a good job. Uh, Jeremy fellas and Jackson Anderson went back for the lead. Jackson went from fourth to second on the third lap and, uh, and then hounded Jeremy pretty much the rest of the way. Yeah. He had the lead at one point. And I think it was a pretty sweet pass too. Like both of them gave each other. And this is another thing I'd like to just, I'm just going to hammer home. They gave each other enough room to race. So Jackson mm-hmm. passed, passed Jeremy, I think on the kicker jump coming on yeah. the straightaway. But Jeremy mm-hmm. is also a wise enough racer to, to give Jackson the room to, for both of them to land and then go. So, right. But in the end, see, it works out. Jeremy took the win by uh, two seconds. Um, Tyler Patton out finished third qualified third finished third. So, um, uh, those guys from Illinois, uh, got a good finish, uh, chance roll, had another good one here, qualified seventh and finished fourth, uh, Cody Lundberg, who I believe is another, um, Illinois guy, I think, uh, qualified from the bump and finished fifth. And then you had, uh, Dustin Hosick, uh, Dayton Mosier, Easton McCormick, Cody Ogle, who, uh, who's here for work from Ohio. He got to participate in a summer series race. He was wearing a Hobbyplex shirt, so I hope I I assume he has nothing but positive uh, yeah, f- feedback guess, about everything. I hope so. Other than getting made fun of for having a Kyosho car, and it's not not like making fun of him in a mean way. It was just like my saying is it's a rare Kyosho sighting, which it is. We don't get many uh, Kyoshos around these parts mm-hmm. any anymore, at least. Yeah, and then um, yeah, <laughs> and then John Kinzer qualified second, finished tenth. He was off the track at three thirty seven. I honestly didn't see what happened. If something broke or, or what happened or maybe a electronic issue or something. So that is that 181 entries live RC says 178, but that's because I took a couple of people out that broke, uh, to make the mains a little bit more even. We appreciate you guys being here. If you have a question, drop it in for us. We're going to take a pivot landing break and then we'll, uh, we'll finish up the show with any questions in the chat. Whee! And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and I'm here to give you guys an update on Pivot Lending. Last time we were on the show, we had just opened up our new headquarters. that were located at 470 in Kipling in the Littleton, Colorado. Super excited about that. But we have also opened up an office outside of Las Vegas. So we have a new retail office there. And just two weeks ago, opened up an office in Salt Lake City. The office manager in Salt Lake City is Taylor Bills. So we're excited. Taylor's from the area. 
he's got an interesting past. He played professional baseball. He was a pitcher. He also, uh, I think it was the very first reality show on ABC, like America's Most Beautiful Person. He won it. And so he's really, uh, really great guy. Uh, so we are on the cusp of entering into some really exciting markets in the New England area. So stay tuned and look forward to, to bringing the updates to you guys here probably towards the end of summer. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lindy, NMLS 109995. For realsies. So That's he, cool. Yeah, so he's officially married now. So nice. otherwise he would have been there. Him and Ariana probably would have been there. Ariana would have been another plexer. So I have a brand new un I have three brand new unbuilt diffs in one of my kit boxes. I have like four. Oh wow. This is a honey hole. Oh my uh all my eight scale parts. I didn't even know I had this stuff. Nice. Isn't that the best? It's like finding money in your pocket of uh, some shorts you haven't worn in a while. Yeah. Or a coat. I usually find money in the inside pocket of one of my winter coats. Like I put it in there right before the last cold spell or whatever. And then I don't remember it. And then I, next year I put it on and I'm like, oh, $5, $5, $5. $5. $5. I can buy one small cheeseburger. Actually, gas station cheeseburgers are like five bucks now. Really? It's so annoying. I remember when they used Dude, to be. This is awesome. This like made my night. I have like all kind. I get all kinds of stuff. I didn't have a whole bunch of diffs built for this thing. All ready to go. Nice. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Peter Renault wants to know: Did uh, did Will hey, get your pogs? No, I haven't. I, didn't get I, him yet. I haven't delivered him pogs yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Peter Brian was here to Lincoln yesterday. I oh. Could have, I could have, yeah, but I was for nothing. I know. I wanted to be on time though. I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I. That's why I didn't even need anything. I just. I just got in my car and left. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. Emerson didn't want to come, so I'm like, whatever. Uh, Tyler Fleming says he just ordered some RPM arms for my old B64 to give to Owen. Uh, he'll be there for the next round for Plex specs. So that's that's uh, Fleming's kid, Owen. Um, okay. So there's another Plexer. So that would that would give it that would have given us ten. Uh, yeah. John John Haas says thanks for the diff help with my son's twenty two. Will. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you see? Glad to do it. Did you see that I got my my rear motor twenty two today? I did. I was a little jealous. That was the first and last TLR vehicle I ever owned. Dude, the rear motor twenty two. So Jason Rona posted on the J Concepts Facebook team page. A picture of a rear motor 22 that was used as like a display car or like a um, for all the J Concepts goodies from back in the day. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, anybody have any interest in this? And I was like, phone, text. Like, all right, how much you want for that thing? So we haggled a little bit. Got what seven. was the starting price? I, I, do I have to say? I don't really want to I don't know. That. I know what uh, you paid for it, but I just, I, don't really. I, I watch Pawn Stars videos when mm-hmm. I'm, uh, 
like uh, on my lunch break. Yeah. So okay. like, so, I just imagine it being like, I know what I got here. No, see, no, no, no. Jason, I'm, uh, Jason is a thorough negotiator. He, he did not set the price at first. He was like, what oh, were okay. you thinking? And then I, I lowballed him cause I'm, I, I hate haggling. I hate it. I hate, I just give me a price. That's all I want. Just give me a price. I'll decide if I want to pay it or not. I hate haggling, but, uh, but I, so I started off low and then he started off up here and then we kind of met kind of in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Either way, uh, I got it today. It's got the J concepts, honeycomb rear motor plate. It's got the J concepts, um, battery thingy. It's got the aluminum TLR, uh, other side of the battery holder. It, I believe it has a J concepts front, uh, carbon shock tower. Oh, <laughs> So it's got some JC stuff on it. It's got JC thumb screws. Nice. Yeah. And then I thought I had a, Uh, I thought I had the original rear motor body for mine, but, uh, um, I couldn't find them. And then I started thinking about it. I might've thrown them away. I hope I didn't, but I'm going to go home tonight. Yeah. I'm going to go home tonight and try to find them. The, the low sleek bodies before we got all this cab forward stuff. That's the body I want to put on it. So for now it's got the cab, one of my cab forward bodies on it. But mm-hmm. I want to find one of the older, older ones and put it on it instead. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I think I just ran the kit. Well, I didn't have any sponsors then. When I ran that car. That thing's brand spanking new too. So uh, that, that, that was so. Like I have a, I have a uh, rear motor B. I have a V five. Yeah, and I thought that would have been kind of neat to have one of each. But oh. um, I was like. I, I'm just not a, I was never a diehard Losi guy. I always ran, I always wanted to run associated cars. I ran the Losi car when I did it just to try it, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I always, I always wanted to drive for associated. So I never really ran anything else. Right. I'm an admirer of both major brands. So, yeah, I don't, um, discriminate when it comes to the, the good stuff from either. I want to find one of those low seat, uh, 22, four rally cars. One before I die. It had one. Yeah. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh-uh, I didn't know that existed. Uh, well, it was technically a triple X or no, a, yeah. Triple XS rally car. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Didn't it come with the Ford fusion body on it? Yeah. Yep. Or focus, focus, focus. Ford focus yeah. body. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. There was a TC Nitro TC3 one too. Mm-hmm. Remember that the Nitro TC3 Rally conversion kit. East Park, not East Park. Um, Maple Street East store. Old, so old East Park had one too. That's where I saw it. Uh, the the Hobbyplex is the Maple Street store. So the old Maple Street store used to have a Rally conversion for a TC3 sitting in the case. Mm-hmm. Long, yeah. long long time ago. All right, here's an actual legit question. Uh, how do you tell the difference between laydown and layback gearboxes? I have one right here. Okay. So this is a, a four-gear stand-up transmission for a B6. And you can tell by the way it is. Um, let's see here. I don't think I have... Oh, I have... Oh, hey, hey, hey. I've got a, a laydown transmission right here. So this is a ra- well, this is actually a layback. This is for my gas truck. Mm. This is a, a layback transmission. So you can see where the tower mounts and the um, the top shaft is mm-hmm. and everything. It's kind of like laid downward. And then this one, let's see. This is the side the motor plate would be on. So this one has the motor plate on it. 
and you can see how it's like stood up. Right. But that's the stand up. So though. It, but the, the laid yeah. the laid down and the layback are slightly different. Yeah, the, the, it, it has it has to do with the length of the transmission and the, the idler gear pushing that forward and the lay down versus layback. But right. um but for what we're looking at here for the stand up, like this is a stand up transmission. You see how the the um the motor plate it kind of it it goes like underneath the tra- transmission there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. This one it would have it like sticking out forward right. in front of it and be a lot lower. So it's pretty much like the transmission in this or this transmission is like all pushed up to put the weight on the back of the car, and then this one's like spread out so that uh, or like pushed down so it's longer and it distributes the weight more towards the front of the car. That's probably the best way to describe it. But I mean, like th- this one, you know, you can just tell by looking at it. Um, it's definitely a lot taller. Yeah. Uh, transmission sticking up there, you know, and it's just to put the weight over the back of the car. So on the layback and the lay down, though, the transmission cases are also different, but they're slightly different. And I think if I remember correctly, there's like this little rib underneath the where it mounts in the front. It's like it, there's an extra little rib, I think. Or something like well, that. So the holes are all the same on the back part of it for the laydown versus the layback. Yeah. And then yep. you have these other two holes right here for the waterfall. You know, because that's the that's the difference in the length of the two transmissions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to show you, like, with the difference of the motor moving, or how much different it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton, but it's enough to make a difference. Like I know my car drives better with the laydown in it for what we're doing. Um, let's see. Uh, John Haas said he made a sweet pass on Went over the triple take six and followed up with his biggest bonehead move of the day. <laughs> do you use the same motor plate for the lay down as lay back? And yeah, you do lay down, lay right? down and lay back. Use the same motor plate. The stand up is um, one that's different. Stand up is a different motor plate. Yeah. The stand up transmission is actually discontinued, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. That that thing's solid gold. <laughs> we have we have some at the Plex. Really? Yeah. Um current layout, John Haas says he's running uh 24s and 5s dipping into 23s for lap time, similar times with both vehicles. What do you think he should focus on for his weekly practice? Maybe one to three things. Um consistency. And then the most important. Yeah, consistency. I, I like I know where I lose time, and that's because I I cannot take that corner tight for the triple, at all, and still do the triple. I get conflicted on like what, um, like it's a little different. Like if I'm not getting the laps out of my car, um, like it's probably like I need to change something or tires or you know there's something I need to figure out. But if you haven't been doing this for very long, um, meaning like. I don't know, two, three years. I mean, to me, that's not, not very long. Yeah. Um, you should be focusing on getting con- clean, consistent laps. And then, um, and then the lap times will just kind of start melting off. Yeah. You know, I, in my opinion, I, is, you know, if you, if you just focus on, um, I need to run this lap, you know, like I'll tell people all the time, hot lap doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, it's cool that you had it, but it doesn't matter. You know, like you could cut one fast lap. Who cares? Yeah. But like, 
you know, the last club race that I won against like Tom and Alex, um, I ran 99.8 or something like that percent consistency. And I did not have fast lap, but all of my laps were like 21s. And I think, you know, Tom or Alex got me on fast lap by like half a second or something like that. Four tenths maybe. Yeah. But I mean, it was just a lot. That's like four car lengths in one lap. But, um, like if you're, if you're if you're driving, you know, and trying to get better, it's the consistency that you need to work on and trying to hit the same marks every time and run tight lines, Yeah, not blow corners and try to downside everything. You know, that that's where you're going to see the most strides in an overall run and you're going to become a better driver. Super chat. Nick Nuthouse just gave us a $10 super chat. I'm going to come back to that, but, uh, this one I can, I can answer pretty easily. Just snagged a mini truggy. What motor ESC pinion should I purchase from the Plex? Also, any obvious upgrades to do right away. Uh, so in the mini truggy, you need the aluminum Ackerman uh, because they break no matter what you do. <laughs> so get rid of that. Get rid of the plastic one. Uh, make sure that you have a, uh, the actual techno metal servo horn and then the Ackerman for that. And that's about it. Um, you don't, in my opinion, you don't need any of the carbon fiber shock towers or center uh, diff plates or anything like that. I've been focusing more on setup and on uh, diff setup for my truck, but other than the Ackerman, you need to get that bell crank metal metal. It's 1799. We have a ton of them at the Plex. So, and then for a motor, I would suggest a six, five, uh, with the stock 32 pitch spur gear and a, um, start with a 15 tooth 32 pitch pinion gear. So I'm running a five, five geared stock spur 14 on mine and uh, yeah. if i put a 15 on it gets a little hot so if you're going to run a six to six five then you 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 put the next pinion gear up and then the setup changes to that truck that i have on mine are really simple uh 30 weight shock oil stock pistons uh green uh regular front springs green progressive uh rear springs uh one degree of anti-squat three degree of toe and move your arms all the way forward so you have the spacers in the back, both front and rear. And uh, make sure your ride height's at 20. And then let her rip. Going back to John's thing, I, it, definitely, yeah, definitely driving in consistency for sure. One thing that I, I've been watching JQ's channel recently. And, yeah, I uh, haven't. And yeah. <laughs> Did you say something about that? Yeah, it's weird um, because he actually said sometimes when you want to change something on your car, he said sometimes just try to drive different. If you're driving a certain way, like let's say you drive soft like I do, and you're frustrated with your car, try driving your car harder instead of worrying about Mm -hmm. making a change on something. And so like last week, I kind of took that. I took that and, and tried to drive harder say where I'm, where I struggle at, there's two spots on the track right now where I struggle. It's the corner before the tabletop and the corner before the triple. So I started trying to attack the corner to the tabletop instead of what I usually do, which is coast into that corner and, you know, flip it over. Yeah. So I I think that's why you don't normally like my, my setups or or like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you don't necessarily want to run my, my, my setup because I drive pretty hard. Yeah. You know, in comparison to you. 
you know, like, uh, I mean, back in the, the out outdoor days, I mean, my car was like throwing roost all the way around corners. Like that I was like Tokyo drifting regular Vin diesel, yeah. you know, with mod two wheel, but and I think that's where that kind of comes from, but yeah, you can, you can run a stiffer front spring, you know, or j- just for example, and not have and kind of force the car to do what you want it to. And it's going to be a little more consistent every time, right. you know? It's just one of those balancing acts. Like, how how do you like a car to drive? Super chat. I think we just got a ten dollars super chat from our producer. Really? Yeah. He said uh, Will's epic clerks meltdown last week was absolute gold. (laughs) (laughs) I never seen clerks, man. You've never seen clerks? I've never seen clerks. Dirty son of a. No, I've never. You've been laughing at all my. Clerks jokes this whole time? Hold on. You've never even seen it? Let me explain. God, you dirty bastard. Let me explain. It's not even fair. Did you watch Clerks yet? <laughs> no. I haven't had time. God, been so busy this week. It's always time for Clerks. Yeah, I'll try. I'll, I'll try. I'll try to force myself to watch it. You need force. Force <laughs> himself to watch that movie. <laughs> um... And then to follow up here, we're almost done. Uh, what Nick Nick Nuthouse says, uh, what ESC should I use then? Because the stock is not rated for that low, so you kind of don't have a choice when you run when you run mini truggy. You're going to have to get something like the uh, the Hobbywing G2 Elite, the McLaren 160, the Reedy 510, right? Any one of those, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. So you kind of don't have a choice. If it were me, I'd get the Hobbywing G2 Elite just because it's pretty awesome to program and uh, easy to program and costs the same as all the rest of them. So yeah, I'd go with whatever the, the most people are running in that class, which I'm pretty yeah. sure is a hobby wing. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, geez. All right. We're done. We're done. We're especially done now. Jackson Anderson just dropped $4 and 99 cents. And he put Alex is 100% a dill hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he is <laughs> yeah i am i guess i mean whatever super chat peter renault just dropped five bucks he agrees with richard the clerk's meltdown was, was hilarious i got a brand new clutch man i should race gas yeah you should all, all kinds of stuff to race gas in here yeah okay well uh this has been fun uh the summer series wrap-up show basically and uh uh, don't forget, this show is always brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. Find them at pivotlending.com. Get a hold of Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and uh, mention our show. And if you go through with refinance or home loan, you get $5, $500 lender credit or uh, 0.125 off your interest rate. So how about that? We may have a special guest next. We're not going to be on next week. Yes, that's it's, right. Uh, Sorry. Day, so we're going to be right. remembering things. Yeah, Memorial Day, we're going to take off next week because uh, I actually have the day off. And Will's going to be camping, yeah. and we don't want to do this from the camper. I do it from the camper. I, I mean, it's, I don't know if the reception would be good, depending on where you're at, right? No, it's good. Oh, okay. It's all right. Is the camper going to be in your backyard? Out. Huh? Is the camper going to be in your backyard? No, it's actually already parked out at Pawnee. Oh, okay. Already, we already took it out to the lake. No. Oh. Wouldn't that be funny if I'm like, a, if like, I'm going to go out to the camper this weekend and then you, your camper's just in your backyard. Yeah. 
I thought that would be funny. I'd get like a sign for it called the dog house. Yeah. I get in trouble. I gotta go out there. Yeah. I need something like but, that. But uh, yeah, so we may, may the next time we're on have a special guest. I'm working on it. He's the, he's the one that lines it up, ladies and gentlemen. Will's the, uh, Will's the master at that. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. I, I uh, usually ask him like, hey, you want to be on the show? And they're like, well, what's in it for me? I'm like, nothing. Same, same, same thing for me. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, you drive a hard bargain, but uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. All right. We're, we're going to go. We'll, uh, okay. We'll see you later. I got to get back to uh, doing nothing today. It's my day off. Yeah. I might keep wrenching my eight skill here. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Bye.